0: You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode number seven. In last week's episode, we learned how to focus in on our social media brand with Callie Chilodinko, founder of Something Social. This week, we get enlightened on gaining clarity, mindfulness, and intention in our influence with business coach and founder of Society Gal, Jennifer Jaden. Hello, influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. Today's episode is going to be one that is truly near and dear to my heart as the amazing woman that we are speaking with today is someone in my life that really was a catalyst for this podcast coming to fruition. Jennifer Jaden is a business and branding coach and consultant for entrepreneurs wanting to take their dream and their business online. She has coached over 100 people and helped them build their own personal empires Allowing them to really have freedom to create their own success. She is also the founder of Society Gal, which is a community of female entrepreneurs that crush it online. And she has been able to grow that community to over 40,000 women in just over a year. Her mission is to serve those who are in the creative space, who are ready to build authentic brands and that can really grow with them. She is also one of the first friends and colleagues of mine to tell me a few years ago that I really needed to stop thinking small and to rebrand. And when I finally listened to her, you know, my entire business really changed. So it's such an honor to speak with her today. She is also a survivor and a warrior, which we will get into today as well. And I am so excited to have her and her wealth of knowledge and her beauty and her joy on this episode today. So Jennifer, hello. How are you? Hi, I am so happy to be here. So thank you so much for having me. I'm
1: just, it's such an honor to be here. So thank you. Of course. And
0: I am so happy to have you as well. And I kind of just want to dive in and I would love if you could just kind of tell us like, you know, how you really got to this stage of branding and coaching and consulting, kind of where you came from and and how you got to to really serving everyone that you're serving now. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny because I was really
1: just thrown into this. I know that a lot of like coaches or people like that, they really, you know, get a lot of training for it. They're like, I want to become a coach. What do I do now? And I kind of did it backwards (laughs) per se. So I had always been in like the online world with blogging or entrepreneurship or things like that. And it just became like what I loved to do. Like I found myself talking about it when I would be like out with friends and anytime I would be with someone, I would be like, oh my gosh, you should start the business and here's what you should do. And so it really just was like what I've been doing the whole life. And, um, so then I, I kind of, I, and I guess we'll talk about it later, but I went through a really hard time in my life. It, you know, I couldn't pay my bills. I was on food stamps and all that stuff. And people were coming to me saying, like, Jen, I need your, you know, I need your expertise. I need your help. And I didn't realize that I could actually make a living doing it. And so once I really just said, you know what? I could, like, charge people for this. And I can really make a difference in their lives is kind of when everything changed. So that's kind of how things came to be is I really just was good at what I did and then people needed my help and so I held them.
0: And can you tell us a little bit more about exactly what it is that you do when you are helping your amazing clients?
1: Yeah, so what we'll do is there's like a few different people that will come to me. Either they like have just like an idea in their head but they don't have like an actual conceptual thing. And so we'll work through that and we'll turn it from like just an, a thought or an idea or something they jotted down on a napkin to an actual tangible thing. And we'll work through their business plan together and we'll work through their marketing plan and launch it together. So Then I have like someone who comes to me and they're like, hey, I've been doing this forever, but I I don't know what to do in this new like online marketing space. What do I do? And so we'll start there and, you know, look at everything that they've done and all the
0: pieces and then
1: put them together and then launch their brand online.
0: Awesome. And then I want you to kind of, if you can share a little bit more about Society Gal, because I'm a part of the community. It's such an amazing community. And I would really love to know why you felt it was important for you to kind of start this as a space for women to be able to come together and connect.
1: Yeah. So I had always been in in the world of blogging, I guess, for the past like six years, I, I had a blog. Um, but I had always been in that. And there was so much community around that, you know, there was events or collaborations or fun photo shoots or going to lunches and things like that. So I was always surrounded by these incredible women. And then when I started doing the more online coaching and consulting and in the creative space, I realized that it was very isolating. And a lot of people work from home. And there wasn't that same community that I felt that there was in the blogging world and so I just decided one day and I really did not have an agenda and I didn't really have like a big you know I was like I just need to do it so I just started with an Instagram account and I started the social society aka society gal and it just kind of people just were so drawn to it and loved it, and the feedback was amazing. And so I created a Facebook group, and people just love that they can come to a space and feel supported and feel like they have people who understand what they're going through. Because a lot of time, you know, and I'm sure it's the case for you too, Julie, is you know a lot of people don't understand what you're doing and they don't get it, and totally it can and it can kind of make you second guess yourself. And that's where it's really important that you keep going. And so I really wanted to create a place where people can come and feel that support and keep going with their dream and keep building it despite other people saying, like, I don't get what you're doing.
0: Like, it doesn't make sense. So that's really all. That's why I created it. And then do you have any like tidbits or words of wisdom that you can share with our listeners today? Like if a client comes to you and they are feeling, you know, that feeling of just not being enough and, you know, undervalued and not really confident, you know, what are some kind of things that you may say that can be like takeaways to kind of get them out of that negative headspace?
1: So, I, it's so funny because I used to roll my eyes when people talked about mindset work. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, you don't need that. And it is so important that you really get your mindset into a place of success and like laser focus and staying in your own lane. Because there's going to be times where you want to just throw in the towel. Everyone feels that way, like even the top of the top people. Um, And so you really need to be in a place where you know that you're gonna feel like the doubt you're gonna feel like those negative you know chatter in your brain and really shape it into I can I can hear that but I'm not going to act upon that and I'm going to step above that and that's where the magic happens so I would tell people to really listen to what their inner dialogue is saying and is it negative? And really try to come up with some positive opposites of that to really squash that self sabotage. Because as much as I tell them and give them advice, it comes back to them and they have to believe it inside. So I would say really understand what's the dialogue going on in your, your head. You know, what are you telling yourself negatively? What are you telling yourself positively? And really figure out how you can shape your thinking into a more positive place.
0: And I, I think that that is such a, you know, not only an important part to coaching, but such a kind of one that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Because when you think, of a business coach, you just think like, okay, business strategy, monetization, A plus B is going to equal C and get me to this place. But it's really kind of life coaching in a way as well. And even though I know like a lot of people roll their eyes with that term, but there there is so much to be said just about the overall cohesiveness of just the mindset and really the trifecta that is mind, body, and spirit and how important all of those things really need to be aligned and balanced in order for us to all succeed and grow and to really feel confident in what we're doing. And I know that you, you know, have have had the fortunate, you know, in in your past and just the the various amounts of entrepreneur work that you've done to be able to work with some amazing life coaches, you know, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's probably, um, you know, of course, folded into what you do today with your work. Um, Are there any kind of websites or apps or any kind of tools that you recommend to people that's like, you know, if if you need to meditate, but you don't really know how to do it, you can try this. Or if you need just kind of like daily affirmations to really get your head straight, you know, check this website out.
1: Yeah, so I am obsessed with Dr. Joe Dispenza and I think I talk about him in a lot of podcasts actually, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny. Shout out to him. Um, So I guess we'll get into this more, but I completely shifted my whole mindset and like have almost healed from a disease from just shifting my mindset. So I Love Dr. Joe Defenza. He does a really great job at having you really tap into your inner purpose and to getting a really clear mind so you can have those downloads of inspiration and you can just work from a more purposeful place. Um, and I think, and just taking time for yourself, like knowing that you can just go and just sit down and just like. In a quiet space and just gather your thoughts you don't always have to be go 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 you know taking time for yourself and listening to your favorite songs or going through old pictures that make you happy just simple things like that like it just starts with the simplest things so you know I I try and make things easy for people so I always say like just just noticing the simple things in life and really you know find gratitude in every day
0: I think that's such a good takeaway and a reminder that, um, even that's something that Tony Robbins talks about a lot. And he actually did a video with Oprah for one of her masterclasses that you can YouTube it and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to link it into the show notes if anyone wants to check it out. But it's a, it's a, it's a morning exercise. That's basically a gratitude exercise and it takes five minutes and he just puts you through these different states of gratitude. And whenever I really do take the time to do that in the mornings, my day is just filled with so much more purpose and light and joy and lightness. You know, I don't take things so seriously, uh, you know, when I feel like a lot a lot of the imbalance and, and I'm sure that you relate to this too. It's like as influencers, as online marketers, as bloggers, you know, there is so much, comparison and it's such a saturated market so you feel like it's such a competitive market marketplace and so it's so easy to like when like when when the highs come to get really high with the highs but also at the same time when the lows come to get really low with the lows so I think mm-hmm. that you know really keeping in the space of gratitude kind of keeps you balanced because you want to be able that even when you get high I think it's so important to celebrate. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, when you get a good deal, when you, when you hit a mile marker, when you, when you are able to reach a goal, like celebrate that for sure, but you never want to get too high with the highs or too low with the lows because it really can offset your, your headspace. And I think going back to that to that space of just gratitude and, and things that you can do every day to kind of set up for that. So, you know, I kind of mentioned the Tony Robbins thing. How do you kind of set your day up? You know, what does your morning routine look like um, in terms of making sure that you're just in a, in a healthy headspace for the day?
1: Yeah, so I have kind of, I've, I've played around with like setting up, you know, different rituals or setting up different schedules. And I have found that for myself, to not give myself those that structure is the most helpful thing for me. Cause I'm a very like creative person and I'm very intuitive. And so that works for me. So I don't really have like a set thing that I do every day. I just really go through my day in a place of like intention and how I can serve others. So but for me, like every every night for an hour, I do an hour of what I call like my rounds or like my hour of gratitude type of thing. And I just like listen to my favorite, you know, music and I just celebrate things that have happened in my past. And I really celebrate things that will happen in my future too. And, you know, I've done that for almost seven months every night consecutively, and it's completely changed my life. So that's like where I find like, my most inspiration is during that time and i can feel really clear headed and i i really can tap into okay what what do i need to do and what how can i serve others
0: mm, i love that because really at the end of the day that's that's all that this is is that's serving all it is. you know and that kind of goes back to you know, we, we were blessed enough to kind of meet through a lot of mutual friends and, mm-hmm. you know, we're very kindred spirits in, in this, this whole world of, of marketing and, and connection and collaborating and coaching and consulting. You and I just really soak that up. But I remember one of the things that you told me back when I first started blogging and I was, you know, kind of testing the waters, I was doing the fashion thing and the beauty thing and the lifestyle thing to really kind of see what would fit. And it never, you know, I'm a girly girl. So of course, it's like, I love all of those things, but it never (laughs) really was me. And I remember you saying, just as like my husband did, he was like, you know, you both, you were like, why don't you do a blog about PR and publicity? Like, that's who you are. That's your expertise. And people need that information. And I'm like, No, they don't. Like, that's so boring. You know, people don't want to, people don't want to know, like, how to grow their brand, business, and income. Like, who would think that? And you said it to me, and then, like, I want to say, like, six months went by, and then you said it to me again, and then, like, I finally listened to you, and it was so, it was so true what you were saying, and really at the end of the day, what you meant by that was, you know, you were saying you have, you have great experience and and education and and you, you should share that, which, you know, that, that was an honor for you to see that in me. So thank you for that. But Mm -hmm. what I think that you were really saying to me was like, you need to serve others in a, in the most purposeful way that you possibly can. And that's how you can do it, Julie, uniquely, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think that when I was able to really look at my blog and my influence as a service and not just this, like, thing or this business or this brand that I was doing, it completely changed my business. And I was able to triple my income and, you know, double my following growth. And my newsletter went off the charts because I was really coming from this place of service. And I think that when you are uniquely you and uniquely serving for what you can, it does make you unique and it does make you stick out among the saturation. And I know that that tends to kind of be this redundant thing because we hear it from, you know, I'm sure clients that you have or bloggers that we know, they're just like, oh yeah, everyone says be unique, but how can you be unique in the space? Yeah. What is that? What What does does that that mean? Right. And so, you know, to me, you know, unique really means like peeling back the onion and it's kind of like what I was saying earlier. It's not that I wasn't being, authentic by talking about fashion and style and beauty because I love those things. But just because I love those things doesn't mean that's what my audience needs from me. Because really, at the end of the day, my blog is not about me and my social media is not about me. So how can I best serve my audience? And that's really what you kind of reiterated to me when you were saying that. You were like, you know, you need to practice what you preach. It's not, it's not about you know, you can still be authentic by talking about PR and marketing because that's what you do for a living and that's part of that's what you majored in. That's part of who of, of who you are in terms of how you can serve others. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. So I would love to hear from you, not only from the feedback that you gave me, but what does that mean to you in terms of like being unique? You know, like how can someone be unique if they feel like they already are by doing this stuff? How can they really kind of set themselves apart in this massive saturation? Right. Well, I think this is kind of like the number one thing I tell people, especially
1: if they come to me and they're like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't know what I should be doing. Is I always say, what are people coming to you for? What are they asking you about the most? Are they calling you about like relationship advice? Are they calling you about like what they should wear for their date? And like for you, it was like people, I mean, All of us were like, Julie, how do we pitch this client? What do we like all the time? And that's the advice you were giving to us all the time, you know? So that's where I always start is like, what are people intrigued about you? Like, what do they love to talk about with you forever? And like, what can you talk about without even thinking about it? And that's like the best place to start and really thinking, okay, what am I passionate about and how can I help people? with that because we can all help people and we all have different gifts and you know it, it's it's amazing in the world we live in that we can take what we've learned and share it with other people and help them grow it's just incredible and so, and I, and we can get so lost and caught up in it, especially, you know, with Facebook ads, we see, you know, 30 different ads saying make a million dollars doing this or make a hundred thousand dollars doing that. Or, you know, and I really just say, stay in your lane, pick something that you are passionate about and rock it. Because just because someone has success doing something doesn't mean that you're going to have that same success doing what they did. So really find what, is true your I I always call it like your universal truth inside of you and what you feel called to do. And it's so important to find someone who has done it and really figure out how can you do it as well. So like I always say like invest in someone who's done it. It will help you get from A to Z so much quicker. Um, I know that's you know been so helpful for me, and I know it's been helpful for you too in finding a coach that kind of helped you really launch everything. And I, I just think it's important for you to sit down with yourself and just write down like what do you love to talk about, what do you love to teach, what do you love to help people with,
0: and just get clear on that. And that's such a great start. I, totally, and, and really. I would also say to that because a lot of people will say like, well, I love to talk about clothes. And so then my, my next question to them is like, okay, but why? Right. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, well, what about the clothes or the fashion inspires you at, you know, moves you, wants you to leave this world better than you found it. You know, like really get to the root of it. Um, And I would love to know from you, from those amazing examples that you just shared and the tips that you just shared, name an influencer that has really hit the mark for you, if you can. If there's someone out there, be it a client or just be it an influencer that you've seen that's like, you know what, she did this. And whether it's something that may seem so general or saturated, but the way that she's doing it is so unique and so true to her, and that is why she's successful. Oh, the skinny confidential, 100% and go into that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about who that is and why, and why you feel that way about her.
1: Yeah. So Lauren Everts, I think that's how you say her last name, um, and her husband, Michael. So she started as just a blogger. And I, I mean, I remember her from the beginning and, you know, she really was just, you know, blogging about food and like skinny, healthy tips and tricks and clothing and, and just, you know, things like that. Um, which was awesome, and she had a good following. But I think she really understood what she had and how she could really bring people into her life in all aspects as opposed to just posting like her outfit of the day type of thing. And she's completely grown an empire within herself in, you know, moving to podcasting, moving to more, you know, business type of things, social media, branding, all of that. It, it's just crazy. You'll have to like look her up because you'll see that she has this crazy following and this, and not just like her numbers, but just in the way she's doing business. She's really taken it past the point of just posting like one blog post today, where she kind of like started. So that's like what I think I'm like, she's really done a phenomenal job at really, you know, taking her business where it was because it was fine where it started, like, because that's where everyone kind of started with the blogging phenomenon and Instagram. But then she saw where the trends and everything was going and she really has taken, you know, advantage of everything and every opportunity to really capitalize on it.
0: I completely agree. And what I love, too, about what I've seen that she's done is, like you said, it's not that she has this you know, insane 5 million followers, but her followers are so loyal. She's done such an amazing job at attracting those who really want to be a part of her tribe and really repelling those who don't. And that's that's right. a, That's perfect. I mean, that's what you really want Absolutely. to do at the end of the day. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that she's fantastic. And that's a great example for people to kind of look up and engage because she really is uniquely her, you know, and it's like in there's unabashedly her. And if you don't like yeah. it, then you don't have to follow her. And that's fine. Right. Yeah, you know? And
1: she's, and to going back to like building an authentic brand, I think she does a great job at being who she is. And totally. she's like, if you don't like me, I don't care, like, you know, go like somebody else, right? (laughs) Exactly. So I think that's kind of in the beginning, when you're just starting out as an influencer, you want to please everyone, because you're like, I need to get followers, I need to get fans, but that's not what you should be doing. And I think you talk about this, too, is like, that's kind of how you were before. And I think we all were is, you know, we just have to get numbers, 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 we don't really care who's following us. But now it's like, we just want the people who are going to who we can speak
0: to and help to follow us. Totally. It's like, I I don't, I don't even look at numbers. I don't even remember the last (laughs) time I even looked at my number. I just, I just don't care anymore. And when I really was able to truly not give a crap was when like it, it all changed because then I could actually enjoy being on social media and I could actually look forward to creating content and photos for my social media. And I don't don't care, you know, so I do, I I agree with you. I think that it's so important to really try to hone in on serving the platform that you already have, not trying just to cultivate a number, right? They always say, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So it's so
1: important to really understand who you're trying to attract and talk to them. And, and that's kind of where the authenticity thing comes back is usually with an authentic brand, you're just trying to either serve someone who's like you or someone who is where maybe you were like a few years back. Totally. So like helping people when you are younger. So that's where really authenticity comes is like, you're just speaking your truth and you're speaking without filters. You know, you're not having to please everyone. You're just saying, listen, here I am. This is who I am. If you like me, you like
0: me. If you don't like go find someone else, it's totally fine. Right. We can't please everybody. That's okay. No, we can't. <laughs> um, and I would love to hear, because I know that we're, we're, we're talking really about influencers and some of the challenges and mistakes. I know that you really talked about, and I totally agree with you on this. We, we've actually talked about this, you know, in conversations over lunch, that one of the biggest mistakes that we see influencers make, and, you know, I've made them too. It's all trial and error. But it's, you know, it's when their feed and their blog starts becoming, you know, I always call it like a, like an online billboard ad, you know, you called it an, an infomercial, which is such a good, you know, it's analogy to use as well. Like QVC. Yes. <laughs> and so I would love to kind of get your take on what you mean by that, you know, examples of kind of what, what, what do you mean by an infomercial and really what they should be doing instead. Right. So I hundred percent know that you have to
1: make money. Like girls got to eat, whatever. And I get that most of the companies that will pay you are more corporate companies, you know, like, like the cutesy mom, pa, Etsy shops probably can't afford to pay your sponsorship fee, which is fine. But I think that there is a way to do it because you don't want to become a commercial, right? You want to be the show. You don't want to be a commercial. Right. So I I, I would just watch TV commercials if I wanted a commercial. I don't have to go on Instagram for that. (laughs) Exactly. So there's, actually, I'll give an example right now of, uh, I guess she's pretty well known and she's not an influencer. She's more like a reality TV type of person, but she is posting about this teeth whitening stuff all day every day around the clock around the clock around the clock and I've had to unfollow her and her kids because that's all they're posting about and and it just for me it's just a turn off and and I still love them and adore them but it's like I don't need to be used by them. Like every time they post, they're making money from me. And that's not what I want to choose to follow them for. So you have to think about your followers. Like your followers are what supports you in you getting deals. Like if you lost all of your followers and you didn't have anyone viewing your website, you wouldn't get the deals. So you really have to use that 80-20 rule. You have to make sure that you are giving 80% of the time, and then 20% of the time, that's fine, post about it, post about, you know, things you love and, and things that you really stand behind 100% authentic. Don't just post something because someone paid you $10,000. I promise you, it will pay itself back if you just say no to the deals that you really truly don't believe in. I think it's It's fraud. I think it's fraud. Totally. I mean, if you're posting something that you really truly don't use or believe in, I think that's fraud. So that's, that's where it gets a little, I guess I get a little heated about it because I, I just see so much more in people than, than that.
0: I do too. And really it's like, you know, kind of an offshoot of that as well. I think that people are so afraid just to say no in general, even if it is something that they love. And what I've even found, even with clients of mine, like we had a situation happen today that the client didn't want to take the offer because it was kind of lower than what she typically gets. And they said, you know, this is the absolute most money that we have. We passed on it. And that was Friday. Well, here we are and it's Tuesday and magically they were able to double their offer. (laughs) And they just magically have all of this money now out of the sky. It just came out of nowhere. So I also say, too, that, you know, if if it's not authentic to you because you don't feel it in your soul, it's a pass as well. If it's not authentic to you because you feel like that your brand is worth more than they're offering you, then it should also be a pass because you're not being authentic to yourself if, if you're undervaluing your brand as well. So and, yes. and what I tend to find that it's like, look, if these brands, if these companies, if they really want to work with you and they have the marketing budget set aside, they will figure it out. And nine times out of ten, when you do say no and they really want you bad, they'll come back and they'll come back with more. So I always try to hit that home that like it's it's just another part of being authentic. Like it is so good for you to say no if you don't feel that it's right in your soul. Absolutely. I always say like
1: saying no allows you to say yes to more things exactly. that you love.
0: So it's okay to
1: say no so that you can say yes.
0: Totally. And I would love to chat to you a little bit more about, um, you, you talked a lot about like, you know, I, I've, I'm really trying to stay in my lane, you know, that's kind of been my mantra. And I know that, you know, one of the challenges that all of us influencers face, and really, everyone that I've interviewed so far for this podcast, the one thing that we have in common is that, you know, are we enough? you know, are we growing enough? Are we, are we good enough? You know, and really just kind of comparing ourselves and the lack of confidence. It's just part of being a human, especially like on this online platform. Being a woman. Yes. Especially (laughs) being a woman. So I would love to know like where kind of, you know, I, I, mean, I know what the mantra means stay in my lane, but why that was important to you and how, you know, that's really helped you be able to kind of shift that challenge for you as an influencer.
1: So like I mentioned before, it's so easy to get sidetracked on all these like new shiny toy syndrome thing, I call it, where it's this new marketing, this new app, this new thing, this new that, this person's doing better than you, this person's doing that. And I literally will close my eyes and I imagine myself looking down a hallway and at the end of the hallway there's like a beautiful golden door that I know that's like where I want to be. And that's success to me, whatever it is to you. And I think of all this noise in the side of the hallway trying to pull me in and keep me stuck. And, and that's what I really have to visualize. I'm such a visual, I have to visualize things to really understand it. And so I, I truly, visualize this. And I think of all the things, the negative talk, the people that are trying to keep me where I'm at, all of that thing, just kind of on the sidelines down this hall. And I just think I have to just keep on my path, keep going so I can get where I need to be. And, and so to me, Anytime I'm feeling that self-sabotage talk, or I'm seeing like, oh, this girl's doing better than me, feeling jealous, because we all feel jealous. Like there's no one in the world who doesn't have that that's totally. just a natural thing it's just you don't have to act upon it and you can change that energy to fuel you more but you really have to imagine yourself walking down this hall of life and you have to really just stay on your path and trust in you and your decisions that you make so it's so important that you do that and and when you feel caught up or when you feel overwhelmed that's time for you to to go really get clear on that goal again and really visualize what you're wanting in life, whether that's, you know, to buy your own house or whether that's just to, you know, be able to buy a new purse. Like, I I don't know, it can be anything or you just, you know, just to feel a certain way. So it's so important that you keep your eye on the prize and you really just continue down your own path and just, you know, when things happen, they will Mm -hmm. just
0: understand. Okay. I just have to keep going. Totally. And I agree with you on, on kind of the whole, like, you know, staying in my lane and staying focused and really focusing down. And, and it, it keeps you from not going back to that space that especially women, we women can, can play small, small and stay small. And that was one of the things that you always used to kind of say to me, it's like, stop playing small, like show up, You know, like embrace your brilliance, serve those that really need you the most because you're really, you're really stealing not only from yourself, but from those that need you the most when you don't really show up, you know, and, and, and serve the best that you can. And, and so I I want to kind of talk about, about that a, a little bit that, you know, when you know, having the great, you know, just support and and guidance from people like you and into my business coach and other good friends and family, I was able to kind of shift my influence um, into really kind of being more of an education-based influence. And I started doing the courses and more, you know, uh, one-on-one consulting with PR and pitching, um, you know, my pitching course, obviously. And then we have this podcast that, you know, is really meant to help people grow their own unique influence. So I would love if you could share with us, you know, what are some examples or ways that people, influencers, bloggers who are listening, who may want to make that shift, but don't really know where to start? How can they kind of initiate that for themselves?
1: Um, well, like I said, is just really figuring out like, what's the deep purpose behind what you're trying to do? That's, that has to be so strong and, and just, you have to feel it in your gut. Because there's going to be times where you're going to feel like I need to throw in the towel and the only thing that's going to get you through it is to know that that's what you're called to do. So I would just make sure you get clarity first and know, okay, okay this is what I want to do. So whether that's talking to your friends or family or talking to, you know, a business coach or some someone like that and really just getting clarity and knowing, okay, this is something I can do is like the first step. And then I would say really building that brand to speak to the people that you want to serve. I think that's super important in really making sure that you're actually attracting those people that you want to help and you and, and it's it's very important that you know exactly who they are what their struggles are where they live so that you can speak to them so they when they read what you're saying they're like oh my gosh this is me right. this is me yeah <laughs> so i think it's important for for them to just get really clear on what it is they need to do who they need to serve and how they can serve them i think that's like the three kind of stages of really doing it. And then from there it's kind of, you know, it's it's amazing because when you come into this space of really serving people and coaching or consulting or just taking things to a different level, the possibilities become endless. And it's amazing at what you can just create. Like this is such a creative space. Like if I want to launch a new program tomorrow, I can. And and it's just so cool because you can really, you become almost someone who that people want to come and talk to, and people want to learn from you, and it just becomes effortless.
0: Totally, and it's true. I love what you said about just you know it. It's limitless, really, and effortless, and, and having the space that you can really create anything. And talking about that space, I do want to shift over a little bit to. The platforms that we use. And I know that we've talked about, you know, one of the most effective social media platforms that, you know, we personally love is Instagram. Um, and of course, Facebook groups. Um, but I remember what you said about Instagram and you talking about like Instagram is so incredible and it won't be like this forever. So we really need to utilize it now. What do you mean by that?
1: So, I mean, we were all in MySpace, right? (laughs) And we know what happened to that. So I just think trends change and things change. And actually, Instagram has done a phenomenal job at being very, like, staying up to date with trends. And I know they, like, copy, copy, like, now they have the new collections, like Pinterest and things like that. But they're just trying to stay at the top of the game and they're doing a great job with it. Right. So... Instagram, I'm not going to say it's going to go away tomorrow, but more and more people are joining today. They're really changing things up every day. We don't know when the new algorithm's going to change. We don't know when this or that is going to be shut down. So you really want to start utilizing it today. And for me, it's crazy because I haven't really ever done any like marketing for myself. Everything I've ever done in my businesses have just been through pretty much Instagram so I know that Instagram is like where my people are yeah. and that may not be you know, the, for you, that's why you have to understand your audience and who you're speaking to because you have to go, go where are they hanging out? Mm-hmm. Are they still on MySpace? Or are they on Facebook? Right. Or are they not on social media at all? Or are they on Instagram? And for me, all my people are on Instagram or want to be on Instagram. So that's why it's such an incredible platform for me. And it's so awesome that I can connect with people all over the world in just seconds, and I can feel inspired by them, and I can form relationships with them. And I mean, I'm pretty sure you and I have met through mutual friends who I met through Instagram. Right. So <laughs> it's just this incredible world. And, and I think a lot of my clients come to me who have very successful businesses, but they haven't utilized Instagram or anything. And once they start like seeing what Instagram can do for them, they're they're like become obsessed with it. Right. So it's really funny to see. They're like, oh my gosh, I can like click a hashtag and I can see all of these people who are similar to me and make a bunch of new friends and new clients. It's okay. like, it's just incredible. Like at our fingertips, again, we are so, so lucky to be in this world right now. And I know there's, you know, good sides and bad sides to
0: it, but I choose to see the good side and we're so lucky it's just crazy. I know it's, it's such a exciting time and especially just for the digital space. We are, we're we're so lucky that we were on. I mean, when I think about it, it's like, it it wasn't even 10 years ago. Like Instagram wasn't a thing. I mean, it's, I mean, it's been so, it's so new. I mean, literally in the past, it was 10 years ago that the first iPhone came out in 2007. You know, it's like, we forget that. So I mean, that's how fast things change. Um, and I want to, I want to talk a lot about to kind of your, you know, we, we talked a little bit about your health issues, but really your, um, your journey with Lyme disease. And I want, if you could, to kind of share how that has not only shaped you as, you know, a woman and as a beautiful human being, but really shaped your brand and your business. And, um, you know, share with us a little bit of those challenges and really how you strive every day to overcome those.
1: Yeah. So um, around 2010 or 11, um, I got really, really sick. Like we didn't know what was wrong. I fainted at like I was doing hair and makeup at a wedding and I fainted. It was a horrible thing. And they thought I had just like strep throat and so I was on antibiotics. And I had just like got back from like traveling to Australia and New Zealand and I was living in Hawaii and I just had got my master's and all this, you know, like I was just moving quick because that's how I'd always been, like a go-getter, like let's get stuff done type of person. And so it was just crazy that I had gone from boom, 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 moving and shaking to I can't even leave my bed. And no doctor knew what was wrong with me. So it threw me for an emotional loop because I was so frustrated that I was so sick and no one knew what was wrong with me. And, you know, I I was bedridden for about six months and I couldn't really do much. And at that time, I actually started a blog from my bed. I didn't even have a computer. I literally used my phone. I'm not sure how that happened. But, um... I started doing it and, you know, cause I can't just like sit and be sick. I have to like be on the couch, like building a business while I'm sick. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, so I started building um, a blog and that's one of the first blogs that I had. I've sold it since then, but I kind of just just went for it, even though I was like so sick and I could hardly stand up and had to be carried to go to the bathroom and things like that. But I just kept doing it, and you know, I'm really good at like faking it. I guess people know, like a lot of people don't even know I was sick. Um, so I just kind of just slowly crawled out of bed and and did the best that I could, and I was able to move to L.A. You know, with every piece of strength that I had to like walk (laughs) I was able to move to LA and you know things were tough at first and and I just kept going and I there was times where I thought I was probably gonna die and and I just was like I can't just sit in bed I have to just keep going no matter how tired or sick or how fast my heart rate is when I stand up. Like, I have to just keep going. And so I, I never let it be an excuse. I never really told people I was sick. Um, it wasn't until October of 2014 that one of my friends, she's like, Hey, Jen, I think you have Lyme disease. And I was like, No, I I was in the emergency room a, a few years ago and I asked them about it. And they're like, You don't have it. I don't have it. She's like, no, I, I think you have Lyme disease. Like, you need to go get checked in uh, Orange County. So I remember driving from Beverly Hills to Orange County by myself, which was a huge deal for me to drive that that long. And I had to pull over, like, five times. Um, but I went, and I got my blood drawn. And two weeks later, they're like, absolutely, you have Lyme disease, all the co-infections, yada. Yott- And I was like, "Yay, I have a diagnosis! Like, I I am—I have have a disease. disease. (laughs) We're gonna like—I'm gonna get better. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, no. (laughs) Uh, things got really bad. So Mm. I started doing um some different treatments, and I couldn't walk anymore. I was had to use a wheelchair. Times had again to be carried in the bathroom. I. There was a moment, and I was actually in Utah visiting my family because I couldn't even go to any of my, like, cousin's house or uncle's house for Christmas. I had to stay in bed because I couldn't walk, and I remember thinking, I'm going to die. Like, this This is it. I'm dying. Like, my heart rate, I'm laying here, it's like 160. I can't move. I can't walk. Like, this is it. And I had written goodbye letters to my family and my little brothers because I thought I was going to die, and there was a voice that came to me that said, you're not going to die, but you have to go through this because you're going to help a lot of people. Sorry, I'm like gearing up. <laughs> and, and at that moment, I was like, okay, if I'm not going to die, then I need to get better. And probably like two months later, you know, skip skip a little time there. Um, I had found this program called um, dynamic neural retraining system. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, like, this is the missing piece. And so it has to do with like neuroplasticity and retraining your brain and and all that stuff that I kind of talked about the mindset. And um, I kind of went full force with it. And I ordered the DVDs, and then I went to their training in Ohio. They do them all over the world. And it's been about seven months since I've done like the full training. And I'm about 85-90% better, which is incredible. Yay! And um, my whole mindset and my whole I guess spiritual sense has completely shifted because for so long I was in a place of survival mode for years. And that does not do the body good. No. <laughs> and so now I'm in a place of living and thriving. And so I can have more clarity and I don't feel that brain fog anymore. And I feel light and I feel lifted. And, and it, it's just an incredible thing to feel that again. And so it's I just want to say is like, no matter what you're going through, don't let that ever be an excuse. Yeah. Find help, find people who are positive because for me, I was clinging on to a lot of negative people while I was figuring out this Lyme thing. And, and, and it wasn't until I just let the negativity go and really found those people who are positive and doing things, even though they are, have the worst circumstances and cling on to those people and just hold on to the hope because things will get better.
0: Uh, and I, as much as your story, you know, it makes me cry too. And as as hard as it was, and I remember you going through it, you know, and as as impossible as it seemed in those times, you know, to hear you at least today on the other side of it to some degree, you you really do see that sometimes, you know, the the most strenuous struggles, you know, life changing diseases can really be gifts at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, and it's just, you know, the strength is in the struggle and, you know, the gift that you have been able to receive to not only heal yourself and and really just come from this place of, you know, working from rest. You know, it's like you're this this mm-hmm. restful bliss. But then being able to manifest that and share that with not only your clients, but just with your community around you is such a powerful and beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I'm so happy just as your friend that you are (laughs) feeling better now um, because you have too many amazing gifts to share to not, you know, be in a better space. But I, I definitely would love to, um, leave a link to the, the dynamic, the the thing that you mentioned, um, just just in case, you know, if there are readers out there, whether they have Lyme disease or not, I mean, I think that that could help a lot of people in terms of their mind, body, and spirit, and just really getting balanced and kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation. So thank you so much for being brave enough to share your story (laughs) with us. And, you know, I think that it always leaves us, um, everyone and myself included, in a place of gratitude to have you here today speaking with us. Um, So before we wrap this up, I would love to know a couple of more things. Um, What is your, you know, insider number one tip for long-term success for an influencer out there?
1: Again, I think it's, You finding that support system in yourself and others around you that are going to keep you going because we are creatures of self sabotage. Because if we're just, it's just trying to keep us where we're at, you know. Um, So it's really important that no matter what you're doing, you stay consistent and you keep doing it like it's the last thing you need to do. You know, you've got to keep doing it. So that is my number one tip. I think if you look at all of the influencers who, you know, are at the top, they didn't start at the top. They started at the bottom and they didn't give up and they kept going and they were consistent and they show up. And that's the key. I think that's the key to anything in life is show up, be consistent, be
0: professional, and you get it. Such a great takeaway. Um, The last question that I always ask everyone on the show, and so I have to ask it to you too, um, and it's one that I I find so interesting as as I go through this podcast because everyone's answers are so different, which I love. Um, So the question to you is, what does influence mean to you? Wow. Okay. Influence
1: means that you are choosing to be vulnerable to share your truths.
0: Mm, good one. Love it. That was beautiful. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining <sighs> us you. in this beautiful conversation today. And of course, I want to be able to share where everyone can find you and find Society Gal online. Yeah. So you can find me at
1: JenniferJaden.com or you can head on over to SocietyGal.org. To learn more about me and Society Gal, we would love to have you um, join and be a part of our group. You can search for Society Gal um, on Facebook to find the group. So we would love to have you and support you and cheer you
0: on. Awesome. Well, if you are listening today and you want to learn more about Jennifer and the amazing resources and courses and consulting that she offers more about her company and more about society gal, I would love for you to check out the show notes of this episode where I lay out some of this as well as the most important takeaways that Jennifer shared with us today. And you can find those show notes over at www.theinfluencerpodcast.com. Jennifer, thank you again You are such an amazing woman. You are such a brave woman. I love that you not only encourage yourself every day to show up and be seen, but you encourage those around you. And it truly is infectious and it truly does change lives. So I appreciate you and your unique influence and everything that you are doing for our amazing community of online influencers. And I can't wait to see what other amazing stuff that you have in store for us to come. Thank you.